This is a content warning. All episodes of Mysteries Unknown may include foul language, fantasy violence, blood and gore, and worst thing of all, sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. The city. At first glance, it would appear to be that everything is seemingly normal in this bustling and hustling city. However, not all is to what it appears to be. The mist covers the entirety of this place in a deep purple fog to hide that which could be considered superstitious and paranormal. As the fog rolls through, the milkman that delivers your milk might become the stretched out figure of the crooked man, or the lovely teller at your bank may turn into the incarnation of Queen Cleopatra herself. Only you, referred to by others like you as Riffs, can see through the mist and see these weird and stunning changes in people that have been touched by its power. This is but one of the many instances that happen in this city. Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to the first session of the Mysteries Unknown podcast. I am Hunter, your master of ceremonies for this campaign, and today I'm going to introduce my three amazing players. First off, we have playing the Thief with a Heart of Gold. It's a Larlock. Lovely to meet you, everyone. I go by Rain. Um, yeah. All right. And how long have you been playing TTRPGs? Six years at this point, mainly D&D, but I've been trying to get into some more City of Mist, as it seems to be a lot more fun. All right. And now, playing the Undead Assassin, we have... Hi, everybody. My name is Callum. I've been playing TTRPGs for seven years now, mostly Dungeons and Dragons as well, but I'm trying something new. <laughs> and what is your character's name you're playing as today? Oh, I'm playing Postmortem, the Undead Assassin. <laughs> and finally, we have playing, in his words, the Twat Antiques Dealer is... Hi, I'm Tom. I'm playing Declan Strange. Uh, I've been playing TTRPGs for like, oh, like five years maybe, on and off. All right. So today's case that we will be do starting into is Demons and Crossland, an official City of Mist case that was provided by their Kickstarter when they were first coming around. So today is just going to be a simple introduction to the characters. May go into the plot if we have time. So is everyone ready? Sure. Do it. Yeah. It is October 29th. As the sun is starting to set at this time over the city, um, we see people coming to and going from their places of work, some bars opening up as they get ready for that evening rush, uh, other people going home to their families, home, the smell of home-cooked meals kind of wafting in the air a little bit. We'll say it is now 8 p.m., we will start with, and just to let people know, for Rain's character, I will always probably mispronounce it, so I apologize in advance. We will start with Tullaluck. Where would he be at this time? Probably at this time, he'd be patrolling the streets, just going around his average street corners, keeping what he has to to get by, as well as getting a bit of information if he can about certain local whereabouts and any new information that may come up all right so you are walking down the streets are you in any particular part of the city by chance just out of curiosity 
probably will be downtown where probably the most amount of foot traffic but the also most amount of street alleyways you can kind of dart in if any of the police may see him doing certain illicit activities all right so as you are walking down the street you see someone that while you may not know him personally this person has become quite the familiar character in this city you see a man whose name is Saeed Bashara and the reason he is well known is because he is a local rapper known for his inspiring lyrics that often talked of a direct relationship with the divine so kind of like in the underground scene and sometimes on underground radios if you can find a station to listen to it in the city you could hear this man's music and while you do not know him personally yeah you know who this guy is gonna kind of observe for the most part just kind of see if he's doing anything in particular that i could glean from his uh general attire if he's going to to and from work or so or maybe looking for something in particular well he's kind of worrying kind of like um i would say it's kind of like how an early 90s rapper would kind of dress somewhat baggy clothes big old chain a hat turned backwards um He's definitely kind of given by his name. He's kind of a more light brown skin complexion. But he's got a little stereo next to him. He's that's playing his music and he's kind of just selling CDs off the off the corner of the sidewalk. And surprisingly enough, quite a few people are they're getting CDs from him, they're taking pictures, he's signing some autographs here and there. Seems like he's a really popular figure in the city. What's going through I your character? I am picturing, picturing the rat from uh, Barnyard, the um, Biggie Cheese, if I can recall, the one with, with that wrapped. Um, so that's what I've got in my head for this person. Um, okay. Hmm. Does it, does it seem like he's uh, intruding on my business at all, or is he just kind of like doing his own thing? Just doing his own thing. Um, he's more like. The reason that he kind of is kind of familiar with the area is he was born and raised in the area of the city known as Cross End, which is basically considered the slums of the city. And basically, he's kind of the underdog as the stories would go. And so he has become quite popular. So you see like a lot of like the uh, the more like poverty stricken people that come up to him, talk to him and kind of say how much they're inspired by him and all that. He's not trying to cause trouble. But he definitely is wants to be an inspiration to, for those that want to get out of the slums and all that. I think I'm just going to keep, keep keep an eye on him out of personal respect and also make sure no one else messes with him as he seems to be a bit of a diamond in a rough one could say. Plus, would you say you are to Saheed right now? Probably about, mm, I'd say about 10 meters, kind of like around an alleyway, kind of just like... Enough so I could see him in his location, but also enough that if he looks in the right direction, I can just like quickly dart away. So ten meters, um, trying to—that's th- kind of you. Sh- that's pretty far away. So I'm trying to think. Um, so yeah, you're just kind of keeping watching them. He's selling CDs. About thirty minutes later, if you stayed around that long, he's just going to kind of pack up whatever he has left, take his stereo, and he's just going to kind of head on out for the night. Just going to have a quick look as he goes, make sure no one's tailing him or no one's trying to like steal his CDs. Roll me a quick investigation check. 
Okay. Well, first roll of the day. We're going to roll investigation to see if you pick up anything else. So, just to explain really quick how these rolls work. All these characters that my the players are playing as have power tags that go with their themes. And what you do is you roll 2d6 dice. And you will pick whatever powers you think are fitting for the roll. And you add that to whatever you roll. So, if you get 6 or below, you fail. 7 through 9 is a mixed success with maybe some complications. 10 or above is a complete success. Okay, I'd like to try and keep hidden as I'm doing this. So, Infinite Investigation Roll, I'd like to try and apply uh, Shadow and Observe. Uh, as well as, if I can, I'd like to apply some of my mobility options, uh, which is travel between boils of water and turn myself into water to kind of have a bit of a better advantageous position, or maybe going slightly higher and travelling up a drain pipe. See if I can have a bit of a better view. Yeah, I'll say that this is his lower part. There's like a couple of puddles of water lying around too that may or may not have not been cleaned up. So yeah, I'll allow both those tags. I think so I believe that brings my total up to a plus three in total. Plus three? I thought that was plus two. What else did you say? Uh, it was also Shadow Unobserved. Well, that's just one tag there, so... And then you said the travel between bodies of water, so that'd be two total. Turn myself into water, that was also another one. That would actually, no, that would make sense to be able to do that. Okay, so my apologies. So yeah, plus three. All right. That's good job, Brain. That is a complete success. And on investigation, you roll clues equal to power. So you get three clues that I get to. So any three questions you ask, I answer completely straightforward with you. Okay. Uh, is there anyone following him at this moment? Uh, you look around and you do possibly pick up something. But it's just a kind of like a flitter from the corner of your eye that you see, as it looks like something kind of just ducks down into an alleyway. But all you see is just a flick from the corner of your eye. That's all you really see. Second clue. Uh, is there any way I can block off the alleyway, kind of go the other way and, and cut them off I would know of? You might be able to use your water powers, but... I'm trying to think, how does his water powers work? Is he is it like kind of where he could just go into one puddle and come out of another? Or does he just turn into water and he just kind of flows like water? Um, I guess it could be practically whatever you, you think. Um, hmm. bottles of water. Because I don't think he can like go into a puddle and come out of another puddle. I think he like becomes one with the water and he just kind of like flows as if he was water-like. So you might be able to catch up with them, but there's no guarantee. Okay. Uh, third question, then... She see the one in the alleyway, I know, I can potentially cut them off. Would I know if there's anything in the alleyway that, that could be knocked over as such to kind of slow their, slow their roll? How familiar is Teluk with the downtown area? Pretty familiar, that's kind of his place of business and where he gets most of his sales. Daniel, I would say that you would know that there's a restaurant right there, and there's like a dumpster and a couple trash cans down that alley. So you have all that, what do you do now? I'd like to try and cut them off from the other direction and make chase. Okay, so you start chasing after this person. Um... So is it? Are we saying that you like touch a puddle or something? You become water-like. You just kind of start quickly, kind of flowing, almost like mid-air towards this direction. 
I would say it probably starts at their arm as they lean out and then slowly, almost like turning into a spear. It kind of like forms on their head and their torso, and then finally their lower part and their legs all form into this like spear of water that then sinks into the ground and then splurs out like a stream. Yeah, so I say you do that, you dart into this alleyway, you knock over the trash cans, you were, you're able to kind of quickly move the dumpster to where it would block off the other way. But there's no one there. Whoever it was that went down this alley, you already missed him. Heck, Nabbit. He's completely gone. No point to me sticking after him, and... Nothing ventured, nothing gained. I guess he's going to return back to his corner, since... This individual is merely watching him, he hasn't done anything outwardly aggressive, yet. And and is Tullock just uh, standing there watching the city block by him, basically, for that period of time? That's how he would turn, yeah, just kind of going back again, doing his um, very much um, Batman crouch on, 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 on a rooftop, looking at the city. Okay, so we're going to cut from that rooftop, and we're going to cut to... Declan Lestrange. We'll say about thirty about thirty minutes have passed now. Yeah, we say about thirty-four minutes have passed with all that going on. What would Declan be doing right now? Uh Declan is at the pub. He's got uh like a pint in one hand and the other one between his like tobacco stained fingers is like a cigarette that's like slowly running out of uh, uh Yeah, it's just slowly running down. There's still like quite a lot of ash. Uh, on the end, he's just kind of staring out into the streets, kind of like outside, at the outside area of the pub where it's a lot of smoke. So you're sitting in this pub, and this is a pretty popular pub. Um, it's a, kind of an old-school feel, rusty down. Mm. Kind of got just... Um, what What's the name of this pub? Give me a name. Fox and Hound. Got full English, really, why not? You said the Fox and Hound? All right, so you're at the Fox and Hound Pub. It's pretty popular. It's been pretty old, but still, it's been kept up with. Looks nice. And the owner of this said bar is also the one that's bartending you right now. A brown-haired woman with brown eyes wearing a green sundress as she pours whatever it is. What was Declan drinking? Just like a, a, just a lager, just a pipe lager. Yeah, so we see this bartender. She gets another logger out and hands it to you. And she just kind of stares at you with her brown eyes. And she's like, this one's on the house, so don't worry about it. And as she's walking away, because you're a rift, you also kind of hear the faint sound of hooves clopping on the wood floor. Just fucking turns around and just fucking takes his pipe to a table near a window and just sits down. Yeah, also, fuck All you. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, I am referring to a bartender from a campaign that me and Tom did way before this happened, in which a character he played then made a centaur girl fall head over heels for him, so... <laughs> Alright, so... So, are you doing any... So, is Declan doing anything as he's just sitting there smoking and drinking? He's got, like, a little, uh... A little... Book, like an inventory book uh, and like things that he antiques various things that he has uh, he's kind of keeping track of what he's sold and what he's bought he's got like kind of a just, just a pencil he's just kind of like going through making sure he's like 
got the money, he like making sure he's actually doing the correct inventory for the shit that he's sold and bought. So I'm gonna say, as you're sitting there looking through your inventory, you does Declan carry a cell phone? It'll be like an old cell phone. It's like like a flip phone. He doesn't it, it, like the best game it's got is Snake. As you're sitting there, you're going through your inventory. You get a phone call. And this is a contact that you've had before. This is Michael Amagi, the owner of the Anata Art Gallery in the Old Quarter District in the city. And your relationship to him is... It's basically secretive because while he is a well-known art gallery person in the city... How he gets what he presents in this gallery is not necessarily by the legal means. And he has called on you a few times here and there to get some of these items for him. What the fuck do you want? It's like, hey, Declan. And even though I can't do the impression, he this man has a very heavy French accent going on. So it's like, oh, uh-huh, Declan. How are you today? <laughs> it's very bad. I apologize. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I need your opinion on this new piece that I recently got. I value in this shit. Not really my expertise. Stealing of it. It's more my uh, speed. Well, you would be stealing the items if you did not know the value of them. Yes. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Hey, I, just I am not at the gallery right. I I'm, I'm half drunk. I'm half drunk already. That is fine. I was going to say I'm not at the gallery right now. I am currently on another deal trying to get another piece for my gallery. But tomorrow morning, if you can stop by at your earliest convenience, I am in no rush for you. Yeah, that'll be around about 3 p.m. That is perfectly fine. It'll make sure if we can handle that before the gallery opens up for the night. And of course, I will pay you for this service as well. Yeah, all that women are fucking sight. Alright, well that is all I need you to discuss. Thank you very much, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, senor. Alright, just flip, flips down the phone, sticks it back in his pocket. Just like, keeps drinking, smoking. Alright. Um, how long would you say that Declan sits in that bar for? Just drinking and smoking. About two in the morning, and he kind of stumbles out. Um, okay, well, before we get to that point, does, would he fall asleep in the bar by any chance at some point? At some point. So much he drinks. It's kind of a 50 50 at this point. So I would like to say that at some point, after a few more drinks, he's just kind of going through everything. The words become a blur, and he just kind of lays his head down and conks out for a little bit. Now, how often would you say that Declan has visions when he sleeps? A fair amount of time. All the time. Okay, so, as you are sleeping, you think you wake up, but you're not in the bar anymore. You're now standing in the middle of the city. Or at least what you thought was the city. This the city is is the city you're standing in now is run down. Buildings collapse left and right. 
plant growth just seems to have overtaken everything as you look around. You, this, you look up to the sky above you in this vision, and it is a very... It's such a dark green, you can almost consider it to be black. And you see as these dark green clouds form into what looks like the skull of a deer head. And then you wake up in the bar again. And he just kind of gets up. He's, he's still a bit pissed, you know, like when you're, when you're finishing being pissed and you're starting to become hungry. Yeah. Over and you just rubbish. That's where he's at at this point and he just kind of like stumbles out the door, almost tripping over a little bit and just kind of like kind of fix himself back up and like hails a cab, jumps in. Okay, so I want you, this is going to be a status, but it's not going to affect you in any way, and I will explain it as we go on. Dude, keep the status vision one for right now. It's not going to affect you in a negative way at all, but I'm not going to explain right now what it's for. So, we okay, so it's now 2 a.m. You're leaving the bar. We cut now to post-mortem. Where is she at at 2 in the morning? So this is 2 in the morning. Okay. Um, I believe my character would be just around the alleyway stealthing. Just like being like stealthy, um, which she probably she'd just be like stealthing the alleyways, just you know walking around and just because, or what is she doing? Uh, just just because being on like patrol, you know, be, like patrolling, patrolling, <laughs> like just patrolling the streets. Cause that's what she does. What does post what does postmortem think about as she's patrolling? What's on her mind? She's a killer. No. <laughs> no. She definitely wants to, you know, try to catch somebody. She's just she's like she's a killer. She, um she definitely wants to just keep her eyes on the roads. She just wants to catch somebody. She's on the urge to catch somebody. So I will say at this time, you've been walk, you walk up and down the alleys throughout the city. You eventually find yourself in Cross End. And now I want you to roll me an investigate roll. Okay, with my one of my tags or just a straight out? You can pick as many tags as you want as long as they make sense with the roll. If you th if you can make a decent argument to why a tag would work in a roll, I can or cannot allow it. So there okay, is no limit on so how many tags you can use per roll. Can I ask a question? Yes. Does my character see anybody? This is this is going to be part of that investigation role. This will. So that's part of that. Okay. This, this is to allow you what you're basically going to be seeing as you walk into Cross End. Can I? Just well, I have one tag, and I think I'm just gonna. S oh wait, no, I got two. Stealth. All uh, and alert. I said all allow stealth. And alert, just in case. Just in case, I'm gonna alert. Just be on alert. Yeah. So, you, so well. that's 
So I have two. Two D6 plus two. two. Yep. Okay. I'm good at it. These people are throwing down. So, 2d6 plus... Oh, come on, please be good. 11! Alright, so, you get two clues <clears throat> that I get to answer straight forward. So, two questions. Okay, and that has to go with the tags, or can it be anything? It's, it's, it's clues related to the scene. So you're so as you oh, walk in the cross end, you're looking around. You're basically investigating what's around you, right now. Okay. Um. So, well, clue one: Do I see anybody suspicious or anybody around? You. Funny enough, as you walk a little ways, couple blocks farther than the cross end, you, out of the corner of your eye, you see, as there's a person bent over someone. But you can't make out what they're doing at the moment. Damn it! Oh boy. Okay. Um, clue two. I gotta figure out how I want to word this. Um. <laughs> can I? How I want to do this? So there's somebody bent. Somebody bent over another person. Okay. Right? Yeah, is that what you yes. said? Um I don't know. Can I go up any closer to said person to get a closer look? I will allow that to be your second clue, because I will say okay. as you look closer, this area that this alley went in was completely darkened, but as the cloud cover mm-hmm. clears to reveal a full moonlight of shine down in the alley. You see now mm-hmm. a pool of blood just on the ground now around these two people. Oh, and damn. I will also say one second here. If I can find what I'm looking for. You see the moonlight also shines off of a of like a stark blonde hair on the person bending over this other person. Hmm. Hmm. So I see a pool of blood. Great. I see blonde. What did blonde hair? Right. Yes. This person bent right. over the other person that's in this pool of blood has blonde, stark blonde hair that is shining in the moonlight. Trying to. Can I roll? Can I try putting a tracking device on that on that person on, with the blonde hair? Hold on a second. Let me think here. How do I want to do that? So you want to put a tracking device on this person? Mm-hmm. This is going to be. Wait. I know. Fleet, go up and try to put a tracking device maybe on like the back of this person's shirt. Yeah, this so I can This is gonna be a sneak around roll right here. This is gonna be how sneaky can you do this? So what do I roll? Uh it's still it's two D six for all these moves, but now you figure out what tags can you use to add to this roll for this move. 
Oh, tracking device is one. Okay. And stealth would also be one, two. Yes. Well, tracking device is one, stealth is one, and then alert. Wait, what's my other one? Oh, well. So I, I she's an angel of vengeance, and she also has tracking as one of her power tags. Does that? I will say count. You're as... not. You're not tracking her right now. You're just trying to put the tracking device on her, so that will not apply in this case. If you were so, to try to track her later, you could use that tag, but not for this instance. So it's just 2d6 plus 2 again? Yes. Yep, okay. So. And I'm trying to 2D6. find that player's guide real quick so I can figure out how I want I got a, I got a 9. So okay. that's a mixed success. So you do the thing... But there's going to be a complication. Oh. So. Okay. You. She's gonna. Well, okay. Go ahead. I was gonna narrate that you start to slowly step forward, and as you step forward, you start hearing what sounds like someone tearing into flesh. As what this person is doing. And then you hear kind of like uh, the sound of something getting pulled out. What does the tracking device look like? Give me a pick, give visual shape um, of what this tracking device looks like. It's just like a small, like, um, maybe not small. It's, it's like a medium sized like, certain disc that you can just like, and it has like, um, like sticky stuff on the back that you can just kind of like place on somebody or like it's like a chip little medium size like this so you can place and then she has like um uh she has like this machine that she can track you know like you can like tracking devices you can tr you know like track like um she can just track the person and where they're going and where they're heading and you know all right so, as you take this device, where do you place uh -huh. it on her? On this person? Where do you place it on this person? Wait, is this person a she or he? There's... don't know yet. You don't know this at the moment. Slip of the tongue. So, this person, and I'm play I'm gonna place the device on the... I'm trying to think. So there's a random thing ripping out flesh of a human. Great. I think she's going to place it on the back. I feel like that's the safest bet, and I'm going to place Postmortem's going to place it on the back. So, you place it on this person's back. The person doesn't notice, mm -hmm. but as you try to step back, your heel kicks just the smallest rocks, and it t -t 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 across the asphalt. I now need Um... I now need you to roll okay. face danger as this person suddenly just swings around with a giant claw and is going to try to claw you. So what do I, I face danger? Yeah, you, so this is the complication is you now, you did it, but now you, this person now knows that you're here. So do I roll just a 2d6 flat What out? tags do you want to use? You can always apply tags oh, to any roll. I'm getting it now. Uh, she's gonna 
use her just it's gonna be a 2d6 plus one and she's just gonna try to use her force pull out her uh, force field generator and try to just turn it on so it's gonna be a 2d6 plus one all right yeah that's, go that's that uh, please be good <laughs> that's an 11 i succeeded yeah so this person just you see it like in a millisecond as they start to turn to swing and just jump back and actually no you didn't jump back you hit like i'm gonna say you have like a bracelet that you just push and the force field comes up mm -hmm. and you just like the, the claw just bounces off this force field and mm -hmm. the person kind of stumbles back a little bit and then they just mm -hmm. take off running up this up the alley wall to the roof can, oh, um, I was gonna say, hang on. Did you say that my character did place the tracking device on yes. him? On him? On the leg? person, yes. Sorry. You successfully did it, but you were still caught in the process because you rolled that mixed success. So, my character's gonna turn off their force field generator and go after it. Even though, yes, they have a tracking device, they're gonna try to go after it. Okay, um, how do I want to do this one? This is going to be a... Because I have to make you roll for this so you can see how well you can track them. Mm -hmm. Let's make this a... Uh... It's not a take the risk, you're not taking a risk. Well, well, Let's make it a. This will be a go toe to toe because you're trying to keep up with them as they run away. Okay. So, as well as that, um, are we allowed to use our new power tags? Uh, no, it's only for when you level up. So, okay. The ones that's, so those are separate. Yeah. Got it. I got it. Okay. So, so we have a tracking device on said person and which i will get i will allow you a plus one for that already since you got the tracking device on the person and i'm just gonna add alert on there as well so it's gonna be a 2d6 plus you can add the tracking device in this case for three if you want i will allow tracking for this because basically you create basically with the sneak around you basically create the story tag tracking device that you put on the person mm, okay so i'll do 2d6 plus I'll do 2d6 plus uh, yes. 3. Okay. Please be good. 14. Ooh. So, yeah, you immediately just pull out, like, a Palm Pilot, we'll say. Kind of looking mm -hmm. deal. And you just turn it on, and you just see the beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and you just start taking off after them. Um, there is actually other things that you, we can do. Oh, yes. Okay, so for go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, on the 10 plus, you get to pick two options. You manage to achieve your goal, or take something they hold. You get them good, giving your opponent a stats with tier equal to power, or you block dodge or counter their best attempts. If you don't choose this, they can impose a stats on you. Cool. Okay. So I would recommend... Um, if I may, I would say you managed to achieve your goal, which is your keeping up with and tracking them. 
and then block dodge mm -hmm. counter best in taps just in case they try to do anything as you catch up to them. Okay. I'll be I'll do that. I'll do that. Okay, so Fair enough. Alright, so narrate for me what's going on here as she's chasing this person down. Um hmm. Let's see. Um She's just trying to, you know, see what this creature and or person is and what they're doing. Oh, before, when I left, was there still a dead human in a pile of blood? Oh, yes. You left a completely torn open dead human in the middle of the alleyway in the pool of blood. Shit. Um, I should have got, like, a sample of something. Uh, damn it. Um... Yeah, you just immediately started running, so it's too late for that right now. Mm. Hmm. Um. Okay, so postmortem's trying to just keep on with the whatever this said creature and or huge weird humanoid this is. So she's just trying to keep up with the um whatever this is. All right. She's just running. Like, she's like... She's just like... She's bolting it at this point, or whatever it is. Yeah, so you are... You're keeping... You start to... You eventually... You see this person in your sight as you are tracking them. They... Mm -hmm. so all of a sudden, this person turns down another alley. You catch up, and you turn down that alley. There's no one there. And your tracker's in the middle of the alleyway. Um, damn it. Um, okay. Um, sh so she's, so there's nothing there. Yeah, no one's there. And, and the tracker was dead. It either it fell off or they found it and tossed it just there in the alleyway. Uh, so they found the tracking device essentially. Well, okay. Um, can I go pick, can I, it, so, is, ugh, let's try that again. Is the tracking device on the ground? Yes, it is on the ground. You can pick it up if you want. Can I go pick it up? So I'm going to go pick it up. Is it broken? Uh, it's not broken. It just seemed to have fallen. Maybe just a little scratched, but nothing serious. Is there any claw marks, like it was trying to dig into it? Nope. Okay. So, I'm just going to... And you said this was in the alleyway. Another alleyway. That, uh, as you were chasing down this person, alleyway. yeah. And in the distance, you can already hear the sound of police sirens in the air, back uh, from where you just came. Okay. Oh, shit. Can I... Two seconds. I'm going to... Are they near me? No. Uh, I'd say you ran like a good several blocks chasing after this person. So you can tell that the mm -hmm. sirens are where you were at, but mm -hmm. that you are a good distance away from that area now. Um, is there a fence that I could climb over nearby? Anything like that? Um, so they don't think I did it? Oh, they're not coming after you. I would If we were to cut to this scene... They are securing it, and they are just combing through the crime scene area as 
the well, as the okay, cop okay, looks okay. over and we see mm -hmm. that this is the body of Sahid. Mysteries Unknown will return after this message. Crime in this city is tough. As a top detective in the precinct, I have to be even tougher and rougher on the scum of the city. Which is why there's no better coffee I trust to keep me on my toes than a nice hot cup of homebrew coffee. On a normal day on the job, a cup of the good old sacred flame roast with its blend of dark chocolate and fruit makes it not just flavorful, but keeps my nose to the curb as well. And for those long nights of paperwork and clue finding, just a single cup of one-shot espresso is all I need to get my grind in the gear and get going. So, whether you're hunting down the bad guys or just crunching numbers at the office, get yourself a nice batch of homebrew coffee. When the going gets tough, homebrew makes you tougher. Visit www.thehomebrewcoffeehouse.com for your made-to-order fresh roasted coffee today. And now, back to Mysteries Unknown. Oh, Jesus. And now... Oh, boy. And now we're going to cut to the next morning. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> So it is. So we're gonna cut to oh seven o'clock in the morning now, and we're gonna cut back to Declan. Declan, what is you doing at seven o'clock in the morning? Um, I imagine, although he uh, planned to sleep until three, there's like noise of the city outside. Has woken him up, so he's woken up incredibly grouchy. He makes a decent amount of money, but I think a lot of it is off the books, so he lives in quite a shitty apartment. The the walls that were once painted white now have like kind of yellow damp stains on the walls. Um, he's got kind of double bed with like uh, he's got kind of like a, a small double bed um, that kind of gets out, but it's kind of like a Kind of like a studio apartment um so he kind of wakes up out the bed and kind of just wanders over to the kitchen opens the uh opens the fridge door and the fridge is quite crappy it's got like some kind of brownish stains all over it from whatever um and like one of the really old tvs as well as in like in the living room area um I just imagine when he opens the fridge, it's just like a single beer and some eggs just sitting. That's all in the fridge. Yeah, that's basically what's in there. <laughs> and maybe like a takeaway from like three days ago that he's not going to eat now. He just kind of looks around for a second and then just grabs the beer. <laughs> now, I have to ask, what is Declan's ringtone on his phone? Fucking bog standard ringtone. Just like the, the bog standard Nokia brick ringtone. Just like no, I can't do that. That's copyright. So it's like so. Yeah, your phone just starts ringing off the hook, and it is Michael calling you again. Flip open, just say, I said three. Declan, see your Declan. This is Daya. It's what. It's the, the the item I was going to have you look at. Someone broke in and stole it. Well, that's your fault, isn't it? You should have done better security. 
You dumb cunt. I locked up the place. It looks like someone blew up the door. <laughs> oh, well, that sucks for you, doesn't it, mate? We'll pay you double. Please help oh, me. Oh, fucking all right. All right. Give me, I don't know, like 25 minutes. I need to get myself sorted. You, thank you so much, Senor Declan. And he hangs up the phone. He just, Declan kind of puts it down, just sits on the sofa for a second, just necks the rest of his beer, and then um, just like kind of gets some clothes on. Because I imagine as soon as he got in, he was kind of, kind of like passed out, fell asleep in the same clothes, so he now has to change them. Um, change his clothes, and then he just fucking walks out the door with like sunglasses on because he's incredibly hungover. Okay, so we're gonna cut. Wait, do you walk there or do you drive there? Uh, yeah, I'll probably drive there. Probably not safe for him to drive, but I'll still do it. Okay. Um, it's gonna take you a little bit of time just because morning traffic and stuff to get to the old quarter. Because you're coming probably from somewhere in the middle of the city somewhere. So we're gonna cut from you, and now we're gonna go to, to Luck. We'll say it's about. 15 minutes have passed, so it's now 8, 7.15 in the morning. What are you doing? Probably just having a, an energy drink and going for a morning jog. Always good to keep in shape and see if anyone's up in the morning. So, as you are jogging, you pass by one of these kind of like those store windows that has like all those TVs in it of various sizes. And it's on the morning news. And you suddenly stop as you hear the words. One second here. If I can find where I'm at again. It's like, it's like breaking news coming in live. The local rapper Zahid. I forgot his name. Zahid Bashara was found murdered this morning in an alleyway in Cross End. It looked like he had been torn open and his heart gruesomely pulled out. It looks like another violent act of the new uprising beast gang that has been in the area. Oh no. It looks like he had his cross end at last. Oh. All right. And I will say, what would Postmortem be doing at this time of day? Just out of curiosity. Uh, she doesn't, well, she does sleep. She doesn't eat, she doesn't drink, all that fun stuff. Um, she's already dead, obviously. Um, would, did, I'm probably assuming Postmortem's just roaming the streets again as usual this is kind of her so, her um so i want to have happen is so you're roaming the streets you turn a corner and you are now seeing and you are now looking right at taluk in front of this tv store window as he's watching the news and of course you two know each other okay Stop, don't shoot. Hi, uh, T. I don't know if you saw the news or not about 
the rapper dying in crosshand. I did hear the news about my friend dying, yeah. Your friend? I mean... I listen to his music, so like, kind of like friend by association, I would say. Hmm. Pretty good mixtape. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Not really into rap. Just, you know. I uh, was trying to uh, track down whatever that um, that 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 beast was, or whatever, or human or creature. Couldn't try tracking it down, but I guess it found out. That I uh, put a tracking device on it, and just I found my tracking device in the middle of an alleyway. So, hold up, just backtrack about three steps. That you were there. Mm-hmm. Last night, just roaming, roaming the streets, and I, uh, I saw it. I didn't know what that hum- that that creature was, but I, I, uh, I um. I saw. I'm. I'm assuming Post Burnham didn't see it, right? Right. So she saw. She kind of got. A, the only description that I gave you of the person that did the murder was the stark blonde hair that shone in the moonlight. You were not able to make out any definitions, and you didn't know it was Sahid until the news came out that that's who it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So apparently. What I could make out, it was just a human with blonde hair, and then I tried going up to it, and trying to just, I put the tracking device on, and then I tried running after it, coming to an alleyway, and she, or they, sorry, um, I just found my tracking device on the ground because I guess they just, you know, ripped it off and I couldn't see anything after that. You happen to get a look at their mouth by any chance? Like I said, I... I can only make out the blonde hair. That's pretty much it. So no, I did not see anything, the mouth, nothing. I have my theories, but probably better to discuss this somewhere a bit more isolated. She just like nods her head and just... Alright, so you two are gonna we're gonna cut away from you two as you two walk to wherever it is you go to discuss this. We're gonna say about (laughs) 20 minutes has now passed. We'll cut to Declan as he's pulling up in front of the art gallery. And as you pull up, you can see Michael Amagi. And he's a pretty slim man. You know that he's like in his like early 30s, but he looks way older than that just from time hitting him a lot worse than most people. And this dude is just chain smoking. Like those really long, thin cigarettes, like a stereotypical Frenchman would smoke. And there's, he's just walking in circles, smoking, and there's just like butts, cigarette butts everywhere on the ground as he's waiting. Uh, I'm gonna walk up to him and just go, Alright, Mikey, couldn't be any more fucking French, could ya? 
like, oh, Senor Declan, thank you. And he just walks up and just gives you this biggest hug. And I'm of course, push you away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Calm yourself down. All right. So he leads you inside. And he takes you and So it's basically just like a two story art gallery. So it's just like the main, it's like the main lobby entrance. There's a couple pieces, and that goes into the second floor where kind of the more of the extravagant pieces are put up for display in the old quarter. And you walk in there, and immediately the smell of sulfur just hits your nostrils. Smells like shit in here. It's like Sacre Blue. That's what I said. Fucking, cause it does, doesn't it? Yeah. So, just kind of just basis. If you, what does Declan do? Is he just going to take a quick glance around, or? Um. Well, what what's what's the room looking like? I'm going to turn to uh, Michael and just say, "So where was the painting when it got stolen?" The. Uh, so he points to a wall where there's a busted kind of picture frame, oh, and so whatever was. Right. It was not a picture, it was a schematic of the old church located near the docks. It's an ancient piece of city history, and I wanted to showcase it in honor of the city. Fair enough. <clears throat> like, so but they also took... They, they also took a very priceless antique rug, and a necklace, though not worth much, was a family heirloom. So let's get down to brass taxes, Mikey. How much are you paying me to get these back? Like, remind me again how much you normally charge me for just even bringing stuff. Be at least 15 grand for some for some of the smaller stuff. Bigger stuff I go into hundreds, don't I? So he walks over to another picture, open pulls it outside, and basically it's like a door. There's a big old safe behind it. He Hits in the code, opens it up, pulls out just several stacks of just bills, just hundreds of dollars of bills, puts them in an envelope, and just, will this satisfy you? That's what I like about you, Mikey. You're rich. And then I just take it off him. Yeah. So, and then uh, he points over to the door that leads from the gallery to the roof, and you can see it has been blown off the hinges just right off the bat. It's like, as you, as I said, they blew in the goddamn door. Alright, have you got CCTV, security cameras, anything I can go off? Yes, yes I do. And he's going to lead you to a security room off to the side. That, it, it's not manned by anyone, it's just where they keep like all the uh, recording equipment. And I'm going to want you to roll investigate. That will allow you to see just how much is going to be on the CCTV. Right, well, I have absolutely fuck all I can put into this. <laughs> um, so I think I'm just going to roll just a regular old uh, usual thing. Um, just a straight roll? It's going to have to be. All right. You get, still get a minimum one even with a straight roll. Do you? Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. So it's just yeah. a slash roll and then... Yeah, slash roll 2d6. 
plus one. Well, no, he doesn't get plus one. It's if you on a if you roll without any power tags, you still get like a minimum of like one power from it. To use for, like oh, a yeah. clue or a oh. juice or something. I got a seven. That's got it. Sorry. Okay, so that's that's still a mixed success. You barely made it, but I'm gonna. So I'm guessing your basic clue would be like, what the hell happened? Yeah, just yeah, what happened? All right, so hold on. I'm scrolling through my case files here again. No worries, man. So you, so he pulls up the CCTV, and you can tell it's a really old system. So the video quality is kind of grainy. It's pretty slow and choppy in some areas. But you can see as a so at first it's like everything's fine, nothing happens. And then all of a sudden, and there's no audio with this. So you just see as the door just blows and kind of just flies out a little bit. And then you see just a person walk in. And you can't quite, again, because of the quality, you can't quite make out who it is. And you just see them as... They also blew up... Another security door that was apparently led into the gallery. Which was not noticeable at first. And then, until now. And then he, first he went for the schematics. Punched the glass and got those out. And then he, as he was looking, he kind of looked through everything. He also got, he got the necklace and the, and the Persian rug. And then that's kind of, and then all of a sudden, because this was a, also a mixed success, um, you see, you see suddenly there's a small little blinking light just kind of to the side of the CTV section. And all of a sudden you both, you and Michael just hear a and the whole CTV system just shuts off. And I did, what did the guy look like who walked in? Did I not see that? Um, I would, you could, you could kind of make out, you couldn't, okay, you couldn't quite see his face. But he is a tall, very muscular man. I would say he looked almost like... How would I describe him? Kind of like a normal worker you would see in the industrial district. Very built. So, can I... If someone were to take these things... Where would they be sold? Like, I do not know, Senor Declan. I was even surprised. I'm just as surprised no, no. as you that they even took these items. I'm asking you as a DM. <laughs> oh. I think I know that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm also loving the accent, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> um, there may be a couple people in the city, but. You would have to pretty much go through your whole list of contacts to try to figure this out if they even show up. For all you know, they could be sent to buyers outside the city if that's even possible. Well, Marquis, <clears throat> I'll keep me here to the ground. But with what you got right now, it's about the best I can do. 
It's like, Mikey's like, see, I got a lot of work to do to fix this place up before the next opening. You may want to head up to the roof and see if there's anything else. Yeah, right. Why not? Guide up to the fucking roof, then. Alright, so... I'm just gonna keep the, uh... The mixed investigation roll you have for this with what you get up to on the roof. So, you look over... The roof, you look around. There's still kind of that sulfury smell. Just... It just seems to be all around this place wherever you walk. And you kind of look over the edge into the alleyway that's by the art gallery, you see tire tracks. It just, uh, Declan just says to him, well, this cunt's got a car. Uh, Actually, it's only one track, so you can easily deduce that this is a motorcycle. Car. Yeah. And Declan's kind of got his notebook out and he starts like to take notes like sulfur smell motorcycle. Yeah, and as you are looking around, you suddenly see across the you so you look back up and right across the roof from you, you see another person. Just and you just lock eyes immediately with each other. And the first thing that bugs you about this person you're looking at is why, why does he have feathers? Just, I'm just gonna look at him for a few seconds. Immediately pull my gun out and just fucking shoot uh, with the one of the glue shots. Okay, this is okay. We'll make this a go toe to go because he is about this guy was about to bolt right as he sees yeah. you just reach for your gun. Uh, so I'm gonna go a good shot, adhesive foam ammo, uh, subconscious re uh, subconscious reaction speeds, um, and maybe rugged. So that's plus four. Alright, I'm activating the weakness tag weapon jam to make it a plus three. Okay. So, you get attention on your gunslinger theme, and you get to roll plus three, go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Oh, dang it, is it not working again? I may have to type it in, because I've been copying, I normally copy and paste it. Yeah, time. you have to type it in usually every time. Well, last last campaign I was pretty good with just uh the update I think really kind of messed with the system a little bit, so that a pretty good thing going before. Yeah, I know. There we go. Uh nine shit. Okay, so what I'm going to say is actually, let me think here. What kind, what were you trying to fire at this person again? the adhesive shot basically gluing him to the fucking ground. So, I'm gonna say... Oh, wait, it is go to toe, so you get to pick one of the options. Uh, achieve your goal, to... get them good yeah, with wanna... Tyrkel's power, block dodge counter. I wanna achieve my goal by just disabling him. Just... Until I can fucking run over there. So, you let off you, so you just kinda hip shoot it. And just let off a shot in it. Like, what are you trying to do? Aim for his feet so he sticks to the roof? Okay, so yeah, you do that. And it just falls to the floor. And he just kind of just like falls to the ground onto the roof. And I'm going to uh, 
Is it like a uh, fire escape? Uh, yeah, yeah, there is a there is a fire escape. But I'm gonna say it's a mixed success. Is by the time you get up there, he is already starting to break free from the adhesive with his hands that now look like talons. I'm gonna fucking sprint up to him, just fucking batter him in the face with my hand. <laughs> just punch him in the face. All right, uh, hit, do me a hit with all you got. Roll on that one, since right, you're trying to do something to him now that he's down. Yeah, I'm gonna go with um. Because I'm getting subconscious reaction speed because I'm imagining I could kind of see him almost getting up before he even tried to get up and I just fucking jumped at him. Um, I'm going to go with Rugged and um, Good Judge of Character because I feel like I could see this guy as a kind of guy who would fucking run off, I guess, if you'll allow that. How many was that? Was that four? That was three. Three. Okay. Yeah, all out. So go ahead and do... Plus three for that one, too. Hey, this one was also a nine, actually. I don't know why I celebrated so early. <laughs> Not rolling good. <laughs> so, again, choose one. and I'll hit, Well, you automatically give him a status of three right yeah, off the I'm bat. Gonna, so. Just smacked in the jaw three. So just, so just smacked three, basically. Yeah. Or... Oh, but you still get to pick one of take cover, secure position, get them good, get many, control damage, target's attention, upper hand. Uh, target's attention. I want that fucker's attention. Um, and then I'm just going to be like, all right, come. what did you see? All right, you're standing on this fucking rooftop, which is also not a fucking normal thing to do. You must have seen so, it. <laughs> yeah, so you say that right after you punch him square in the jaw. 100% yes. And you just knocked this guy out cold. Oh. So you're just standing there talking, and he's just he's just laying there face down, not moving. Gonna slap him in the face and be like, wait the fuck up. And it's like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> what do you want? I need information, mate. I've smacked yeah. you and shot you, and I can do a lot worse. So you best start fucking speaking. Yeah, what did so... You see? Okay, so I just want to really quick... The, this you are looking at this is a kid this is a kid like no Shit. more than probably 15 16 years old why was this information not related to me before I punched him in the face <laughs> <laughs> and and he, his face looks like it's almost in the shape of a beak and as you've also like noticed feathers and talons as you're just holding this kid and this kid is scared of you right now. He's just looking at you with fear, like the fear of God in his eyes. I, uh, my character's a 45-year-old man and I just punched a 15-year-old. This is prison time. <laughs> like, well... <laughs> Alright, so what are you trying to do here now? Uh, I'm just gonna be like, alright, I didn't realize you were 15. You're a bit tall for your age. My bad. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, we all make mistakes. You're gonna get punched at least once in your life, you know. Fucking style, alright? Uh. Like, Mr. Gordon, come back to you for this! Yeah, no, they fucking care. You don't know who the fuck I am. Fucking try and find me, cunt. Anyway. Yeah, nor do I fucking care! Yeah. Anyway, I need information about what happened on that fucking. You were here yesterday, or at the time when that painting got stolen. If you weren't, I am very sorry. But. 
I need information about uh, what happened over there. If you don't have any, again, I shouldn't have fucking punched a kid. This is my bad. Alright, uh, roll me convince, and go ahead and get a plus one already for just... <laughs> this how, just because you already got this kid scared to death of you right now, kind of, sorta. He's got enough to talk back, but you can tell he's scared. Um... Alright, I'm gonna use, um... Maybe good judge of character? And rugged and authoritative. Um... Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to. Sh I'm not sure if good judge of character would work, but I'll allow it this time. Yeah, all right. So another three. And uh, let's hope I roll better this time, because I've been getting nine. I've got nine twice in a row. Fuck yes! Fucking eleven. Okay, so, yeah, on the convince with just the plus three? Well, I mean, on the, uh, hang on one second. Yeah, you changed their agenda and include yours at least for the time being. Yeah, so this kid's just looking at you, it's like, ah, I don't know! I don't know, it's like, I was just sitting here by my boss! You doing what with your boss? Yeah, my boss, Bear! The leader of the Beast Gang, you know! Alright, speak. I need some more information about this beast game. It's like... It's like, ah! You don't know who we are? Maybe we're running fucking different circles, I don't know who you are. Maybe you're not as, fuck as, fa as fucking famous as you thought you were. Yeah, this kid just gives you like the weird, kind of like one of those seriously looks. I'm 20 years older than you, fucking speak. It's like... It's like, I don't know why I was sent here. All I know is, my boss just sent me over here to look out after the place. Apparently, there was something he was interested in. And when I got here, it was already a mess. What's your boss's name? Bear. Bear. What's yes, his real just name? Bear. That's his real name. His parents were like, oh yeah, I'll just call him we fucking Bear. We all know him as Bear. That's it. And where do you, where do your lot fucking normally hang out? Then he just gives you the biggest grin and goes, ah, Your mom's house. I gotta put my gun in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of just looks at you and once again, like the fear of God look comes over him as he's just now frightened. And you think he may have just crapped himself just a little bit. I'm just going to say, now you got two options, my son. Number one, we're going to paint this building red. Number two, you tell me what I need to know. I'm going to pull the gun out of his mouth for a second. It's like, fine, dirty old man. It's the abandoned office building at the outside of Cross End. Alright. Now fuck off. And I let him go. Yeah, you just let him go and he just takes off running. And he just... And you see him like he just jumps off and he starts flapping his wings. It's kind of like a chicken, how a chicken flies would just flap its wings for a little air time. Just, and then he just kind of lands on the roof and just, just repeat. Jump, flap, jump, flap, just away. 
as fast as he can. Alright, so. Yeah, so Declan is now just standing on that rooftop. And he realizes that now there's gangs involved in everything. Well, what do you, what's he thinking now? see this bear camp and then yeah, he goes to where, where they're gonna where they're gonna hang out There's a lot of money in this room yeah he did make a, he did make quite a bit more than what he usually would make from uh, Michael he's very happy okay and so I'm trying to think of what we want to do now Think we may have to end it early today since Callum left. You think that's a good stopping place? Yeah, I'm cool with that. All right, then hold on a second. I'll try to give it a little ending. Just edit this with the next episode, and then you can just put them together so it feels like a big first episode if you want. So it doesn't. Feel like a yeah, that's fair. So it's gone about an hour. So that's not yeah. too. That's it's about how long I want most of them to be. So I don't want them too long. So, so we then watch Declan as you just go back down the fire escape, and I assume you just get in your car and you begin to head your way over to Cross End. Yeah. All right. And yeah, we'll just end the today's session there with you just driving away from the art gallery. That was the first session of Demons and Cross and a City of Mist campaign. I thank you all for joining in, and we hope to see you next time on Mysteries Unknown. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mysteries Unknown podcast. The background music you hear is from the official CMS soundtracks made by Son of Oak Studios. The content warning at the beginning was done by Ryan Bravo of Odd Loot. Any other characters and content mentioned on here belong to the rightful creators and owners. My name is Hunter the MC, and join me next time as we investigate the City of Mist.